Welcome to everybody over on the network. Everybody just now joining us. You're waking up, you're yawning, you're, oh, I'm done with my coffee. You've made your morning calls because you've been sitting back, relaxing, waiting for this hour to get there. So your, uh, your network, whatever part of the state you happen to be in, welcome to the gang over there at WKTY and Lacrosse, our friends at WMAM up in Menominee, Marinette, WDUZ up in Green Bay. And by the way, the response out of the Green Bay community has been huge. Every time I uh, get out of the car now and walk over to Lambeau Field, it is great to have you back. It's great that we can listen to you over the air. It's, you know, uh, other stuff about Jim Rome getting out of there. But uh, putting us on the bigger side, look, I'll take it. Whatever you got, I'll take it. Love it. Thanks to our friends listening to us in Platteville, WPVL down there. Cannot forget about them. So uh, thanks to everybody over on the network. And I know I'm forgetting people, but just to name a few. So... We were talking in the first hour about this whole craptastic thought that in some way, shape, or form, yeah, Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur have some kind of a of some kind of an issue. It's total crap. It's crap, people. You're gonna hear about it, people are gonna talk about it. It's crap. Just so we're all on the same page. It's I'm, I'm not sure, Bill. I wish I had the answer there. Right? Aaron, thank you. I don't know why people go there. It's like they cannot wait for some type of controversy. I don't know why, but they do. They do. So it's not there there's there's nothing to see here i'm not even going to dwell on it. just move on just move on stop talking about it. just move on okay let's talk about what matters first and foremost we talked about simplifying things offensively speaking and the line getting their ass whooped right now john runyon the left guard for the uh, green bay packers says uh hey uh yeah we got beat but those dudes over there in the jets defensive line they're some of the best players we ever faced I think up front we definitely got up physical um, in the running pass game. Um, one of the worst games of my career. Um, I, I think it just starts with that. Um, a really physical, big, uh, talented front. And uh, the whole entire game we never matched their intensity and uh, shows and, you know, the kind of lack of production that we had in offense. It was a struggle up front and, you know, we, we looked over the film and uh, we're, we're Stark on not letting that happen again, and uh, you know we're gonna keep pushing. How do you fix that? Um, yeah, it's a tough question. Uh, it's a, it's easy to say stuff, um, how we're gonna do it, but I guess it's gonna start in practice. Uh, when we go out there on Wednesday, and uh, you know we, we're really gonna start taking this, uh, taking uh, the details uh, and everything we do, and um, yeah. Uh, just everybody just you know just doing their just 111th on the field and uh, you know this is, this was a, a reality check for us up front and uh, you know we're, we're going to keep pushing though we're not giving up okay how do you fix that it's easy to say he says but it starts at practice okay you get I mean just whooped and as he stated, that's some of the best defensive players they've ever faced, a collective group. Um, he also talks about the O-line when it comes to stunts and, and defensive stunts 
And he said, look, it's it's not just that they've been struggling all season. Listen up. We've been struggling stunts uh, throughout the season so far, and uh, when you get in that third down situation, uh, they they know how to work the stunts. They really game plan that, and uh, I, I don't think that at times we you know we were getting picked off here and there. I don't think we were using our proper techniques and you know knowing the situation when it's third and long, knowing that they're going to be uh, stunned like that. And uh, I don't know I, th- I think we just overall, you know, me myself. Included, we just got to be better with our hands, better with our feet, our weight distribution, and you know they're catching us, and uh, didn't turn out too well. Um, yeah, the the stunts, I, I, it's not easy. There is a definite dance to it, for lack of a better term. It's because that's what it is. You're leaning on a guy. And then meanwhile, you think you've got a guy and then he's crossing around the backside of another guy and finding that hole and getting there before you do. And that hole's wide open and they've got a clear shot to either the quarterback or the running back. And, you know, and, and so what does the offensive line coach remember? Stenovich is now the offensive coordinator. He was the guy that every time they put somebody on the offensive line, it was like they never missed a beat. Now he's the offensive coordinator, Luke Butkus is the the uh, the the offensive line coach. So what does he have to do to fix the D-line stunts and twists and who's blocking who? It's just, it's just a technique issue. I, I think our communication in the past pro, we, we, we know what they're doing when they line up in the front. And uh, like I said, it was, definitely, it was definitely a game plan. We've shown it. It hasn't really bit us uh, this season like it has in this past game. And you know, we, we just weren't ready for it. We haven't gotten it fixed. And uh, watching, that on, watching it on film, um, like I said, it's a reality check. And we know what we have to do now. So I go back to, with all the blocking issues, this year, 226 offensive plays, 191 of them in the shotgun. This past Sunday, again, against the Jets, 59 plays in shotgun, only nine under center. Last year, Rodgers was under center a lot. Why are you not putting him under center to make defenses think more? Take a listen. So... Going into the game, they were heavy middle field open when you got in the gun. Our gun run game has gotten so much better that we, we wanted to try to encourage some of that because then that's one less hat in the box. So a lot of the plan this week, and that, that could be something that changes on a weekly basis, but a lot of the plan was to go into this game with more gun runs. And then we had all the actions off of it. Unfortunately... It was just we were in so many get-back-on-track situations where we couldn't even get into a lot of our actions. So the game plan did not go as we wanted to. We, it was hard to get, get us into a, a real rhythm. They do a really good job as well when, when with a lot of the play actions. Traditionally, when we played a lot of this style of defense, we haven't carried them because it's really hard to get their linebackers to step up. They do a really good job of playing lateral and playing with a lot of depth. So the one play action we did run under center late in the game, he threw out to Romeo on the right side. 
you, you know, the initial read was glove because nobody stepped up. And I was, I knew that was a potential for the play. So, um, but each week is a little bit different in terms of how we're going to attack somebody. But as far as this last game, that was, that was why we did what we did. And also it didn't help the fact that his thumb situation was also played a, a role into it as well. So, uh, unfortunately it didn't work out. We didn't move the ball very well. And like I said before, we got to do a much better job of staying ahead of the chains so we stay in those manageable situations so we're not punting as much as we did. Is the thumb, is the thumb situation going to be an issue for a little while here, do you think? Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see where he said he felt a little bit better, you know, today than versus a, a week ago. So we'll see where it's at. Okay, I respect the hell out of that answer. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I respect it. He tells you why they did what they did this past week. It doesn't explain the season to date, but he tells you why. They show a different package when you're in the gun, and they take a hat out of the box, which means their run game, which he believes, and I think that's maybe statistically he can show something, but I don't believe it for a minute. Uh, that he believes their run game out of the gun has gotten better. It's still to me, though, when he says, yeah, our run game out of the gun's gotten better. In other words, it wasn't good. And it's getting better, but it's still not good, and it's nowhere near as good out of under center. So I... I I am not a I watched last night too. I watched both Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert play. And they had quite a few plays out of the gun. I think it's obviously a staple now in many offenses. Um but it also was a staple for the most part in in the offense last night. More so the Broncos than it was the uh but then again Nathaniel Hackett an offshoot of the Matt LaFleur uh you know offense. But a lot of passing out of that and very little run. The same thing with the Chargers, although the Chargers ran more out of the gun last night than the Broncos did. But I'm I'm watching now. I'm watching other teams. And when they wanted to run the ball, and if you watch when the Chargers were down by the goal line, and uh, was it, uh, God, I can't remember the running back's name. But last night, when the Chargers were down by the goal line, Eckler. and Eckler, thank you very much, and Eckler... Uh, with uh, Herbert under center, and he handed off. By the time he turned to hand off, Eckler already had a head of steam, man. He already had a head of steam. He hit the pile, kept driving, and took it into the end zone with the help of the lineman. It was just a thing of beauty and power run out of that under center formation. And it was just, and I kept thinking to myself, damn it. When you get a guy running downhill and hand him the ball, they don't have to have that wait for it stutter step and then get their momentum going. And it just, there's just something different about being under center versus under the gun. And it just, it drives me nuts. So anyway, um, that being said, I want to get, I want to get back um, to, to this real quick. Aaron Jones was also asked about what needs to happen. Who needs to kind of step up and be a leader right now? Just be a little bit from everybody, and that's uh, whether it's somebody speaking up or uh, their actions on the field or 
um, them getting in the playbook a little bit more or taking care of their bodies a little bit more. So um, whatever it needs to be, but we all just got to put in that effort. So there you go. Everybody says the same. It's like everybody's got a script, and they said, if you get asked any questions here, here's what you say. Everybody's got to step up. Everybody's got to pay more attention to detail. Everybody's got to do a little bit more. Everybody's got to, It's like somebody's got to be the leader. Somebody has got to come out, grab a face mask, grab the bull by the horns, and say, damn it, this is unacceptable. Let's look at the film. <laughs> Simplify. By the way, Ben. Uh, by the way, did you see uh, yesterday our uh, our my my desire now, and I posted this, is a shirt, a green shirt with the mustard colored, the gold colored writing on it that simply says, "That's unacceptable." We'll have to look at the tape, and we all wear them. We have a green out at Lambeau Field for the next home game. We all wear them, so when Matt Lafleur comes running out of the tunnel and he sees them, we all can say. We get it. That's your cliche. That's all you're ever going to tell anybody. But apparently, looking at the tape right now is not working. Yeah, and it would, when they, it would be cool if at some point this season Matt LaFleur was not drastically outcoached. Correct. That I'll agree with. And this was one of the sentences that he said in his presser that we just heard that got me riled up. He said that we're always prepared for them because the question was about how much um, man and pressure up front the Jets played. And he said, well, they, they, they didn't show a lot of that. But he said, we're always prepared for them to go off profile. They were playing a lot of man. They, they haven't shown that before. Now, I ask you this question before I go to break. I ask you this one question. Did it look like like they were prepared to go off profile? And on that note, I'm going to take a break. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you today. Today's kind of flying by. Getting an hour number three already, man. Can't believe it. Holy man. Motoring today. Motoring today. Um, stock up and stock down. It's let let's do this. Let's do this, Ben. Stock up and stock down. Let's uh, let's get into this segment. Do we have music? It's time for Stock Up, Stock Down. The key feature here is speed, trying to follow what's going on in the market so that uh, we can anticipate and catch trends as they occur. From this week of football. Stock Up. I'm going to start with it here. Stock Up is Bailey Zappi. Electric. 24 of 34, 309 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Do we buy it? By the way, another Seventh round draft choice. Now Bailey Zappi wasn't it Western Kentucky he played at? Yeah, he might have been. And fourth, he holds a ton of records. I forget. I thought he was like a seventh round draft choice. He was late, but, but yeah, he has yeah. the NCAA all time touchdown throwing record, I believe. Yes, 
Bailey Zappi, our stock up and stock down. I'm going to go with the stock up as this past weekend. Do we have, by the way, a quarterback controversy now brewing in New England? As New England put up 38-15, they beat the hell out of the Cleveland Browns. 38-15 this past weekend, and Bailey Zappi put it all over them. Give it up for Bailey Zappi, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm doing some themes here, Bill. Uh, sometimes it has to here do we with go. things happening around the world. I'm talking yeah. about places. It was a big week All for right. a lot of different locations. The first one is the state of Tennessee. And you're talking about the NFL. My brain is in college football. A crazy win over Alabama on Saturday. They tear right. down the goalposts. They throw it in the Tennessee River. The athletic department is starting to go fund me to fund for new ones, even though they make some crazy amount of money. I don't know, but the state of Tennessee is electric right now. Peyton Manning smoking cigars. It was cool to see. I uh, I did not understand throwing the goalpost in the river. It's college football, did man. Ah. Did you? No. I can't really I explain taken it, anything. I, I might have put it in the parking lot at McDonald's, tried to put it up against a pole or something. Something. I don't understand throwing it in a river. And by the way, I agree with you, Tennessee whether it's football or basketball, more money than God, especially playing in the SEC, this thing about a GoFundMe for a new goalpost, come on, man. That's 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 candy ass right there. At you least got, it wasn't you got money to burn. At least it wasn't Texas that won that game. Otherwise, Pole Assassin would have been all over that. Pole Assassin would have been everywhere. It would have gone just, to her backyard and put just him there. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It would have been just disgusting. The Pole Assassin. They would have just played you're right. They would have planted it in the backyard, hope for the best. And at some point, you would have probably seen her monkey up on the crossbar. So there you go. Um, stock up, stock down. Okay, let's do this. Here we go. Let's go with stock down, stock down. John Runyon, Royce Newman, that Green Bay Packers offensive line, but those two specifically. I watched a couple of those guys get just dump trucked. And stock down, you got to go with the Packers offensive line. What the hell has happened to a staple of the Green Bay Packers passing game? A staple that always said we will not have the uh, MVP touched. He will not get beat up. He will not take hits. And instead, they are getting their asses whipped up front in the trenches. And I don't know any way to, to, to change it right now other than to simplify things, I guess. We'll have to look at the tape because it's unacceptable. How about that? A whole boatload of cliches all in one big stock down stipend. Yeah, a lot of Merriam-Webster dictionary traffic in the last couple of days, trying to find the exact definition of simplify. Maybe Rogers right. was trying to send a message without saying it like the whole immunized thing. Anyway, uh, speaking of Runyon, he's a Philly guy. This is a joint stock up and stock down. The stock up is that entire city uh, where I was this weekend. The stock down, which relates to it is I still have a raging hangover from the last three days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. That's not a bad way to go. I'll stick with that. Uh, by the way, I, I do have to go some stock up. For the way things ended and what happened uh, in Milwaukee, uh, I do have to give some stock up props. Josh Hader comes in, slams the door, one inning, no runs, three straight Ks to slam the door on the Dodgers and then you could see the emotion the jubilation and maybe a little bit of vindication 
as Josh Hader seemingly with the uh, lower slide in the arm angle seems to have it back. So stock up and kudos to Josh Hader for going one, two, three against those dreaded $300 million sons of bucks Dodgers. Kudos to him. Oh, speaking of down Dodger fans rushing to Twitter to complain about the playoff structure when they won all the games in the regular season and then continue to choke it away in October. Every single team in sports has had great regular seasons that are disappointing in the playoffs. The Packers have obviously done it. The Phillies had done it for years, and now they finally are mad that wildcard teams get in the playoffs because the team can't win. It's been fun to watch them mentally break down. Uh, stock down. Let's go with the Baltimore Ravens. Again, they get beat by 24-20. They get knocked off by the Giants. And a team that was supposed to be a Super Bowl-bound team can't get it done. Lamar Jackson, uh, even though he did throw the pick, not a great day by any stretch of the imagination. He still ran the ball for 77 yards and seven carries. 17 of 32, 210 yards. They just couldn't get out of their own way. Penalties, problems, all that kind of stuff. Daniel Jones way outplayed him. 19 of 27, 173 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Quarterback rating of 112.1. But it was Saquon Barkley, 22 carries, 83 yards. He kept grinding it out, grinding it out, grinding it out. Finally, he gets into the end zone. And the Baltimore Ravens and that piss-poor secondary, they're just bad, and I think they're probably looking at themselves in the mirror right now, much like the Packers fans are looking at themselves in the mirror going, what the hell? This was supposed to be a Super Bowl-bound team. A lot of people were picking Baltimore and Green Bay to be the Super Bowl representatives. Not going to happen. Stock down, Baltimore Ravens. Bill, I have a question. This is a yes. stock-up question mark. Is the city of New York good at football? Like, are, are, are the Giants and Jets good? Are they for real? Am I stupid for still not really buying in to the fact that they're like legit? I don't know. Playoff. They're nine and three combined. It's crazy. Nine and three, right? The Jets could find themselves in the postseason at this point. I'll say this uh, with the uh, city of New York when it comes to well, the city of New York is reeling right now because the Yankees uh, are trying to hang on. Oh, they're going to lose today. Speaking uh, of Guardians, choking in the postseason, yeah, they got Torres, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Donaldson. Cabrera, Bader, Trevino, and Hicks going today in the Yankees lineup just in the IFYI for game five. Uh, but you've got to the Jets and the Giants kind of holding their own. The Knicks are about ready to get underway. The uh, the Rangers, obviously, on the ice, already skating, but uh, everybody's got their eyes on those Yankees. The Mets are already done. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think they, they have to throw their hat into the ring via football now. The Jets have a really, really good defense. Yeah. Whether or not that's going to be able to carry them all the way through the season is yet to be seen. But uh, the Giants, I think the Giants are probably pretty well-rounded. They've been waiting for Daniel Jones to finally perform for a long time. They thought that he was the guy that they should have given the contract to, and they probably will. Their defense has been solid. Uh, you know, it's a great question. Are they now good at football? I think. I don't think they're Super Bowl caliber, but I certainly think they're finally going to get a chance to start to sniff some postseason football this year either with one or both of those teams. I agree. I'm excited for the Yankees to let them all down. I have one final one. Did you watch the NBC broadcast of Sunday Night Football? No, I did not. So, Well, yeah, I mean partly, yes. I I shouldn't say no. Yes, partly I did. I got home a little bit later, so I I caught part of it. So I was there, obviously. I wasn't watching on television, but I had some well-placed sources uh, relay this video to me. The king of clapping, Mr. Jason Garrett, before the game, former Cowboys head coach 
uh-huh. the words fly, eagles fly. Stock down with him. Kind of a fraudulent move. Really? Huh. I wonder, so in other words, he didn't get invited to Jerry's brisket party, and now he's all eagles all the time. Gotcha. Go along with that. Uh, another stock down is the GOAT, the leader, the guy that is all in on all football all the time, going to Robert Kraft's wedding on Saturday night and then turning around and screaming at his offensive lineman about commitment and playing better <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, apparently, the uh, the bachelor party was at a uh, an Asian some massage parlor or something to that effect, I guess. Uh, I'm not quite 100% sure, but there was something involved in something like that, apparently. Who gets married during football season? Can we start there? When you're an NFL owner, and by the way, no Bill Belichick and no current players. None of them were there. It was former players, former you know coaches, people Meek that he Mill. knows, all the, uh, and, and, and Tom Brady. The only current player that's currently playing that actually attended the wedding. That was the only guy. That was it. That was it. But, uh, but you know, Tom Brady then turning around and screaming at everybody. I, I think right now the question is how committed is Brady to just getting through the season? If they start to win, certainly your level of, of interest, your level of, of enthusiasm, we'll say, comes back. But this is a, uh, a rough season for him. And obviously a rough season for Tampa Bay when they thought that he was coming back and they thought, okay, we're all in, we're ready to go. Um, certainly, you know, getting Chris Godwin back uh, has been good for them. But, you know, and Mike Evans, obviously, um, you know, two solid receivers that were targeted 16 times with 10 catches for 137 yards or th- something like that. But just hasn't turned out the way, they've, the way they'd hoped. And they don't have the same defense they had. They don't have the same stout punch you in the mouth, beat you up, knock you down defense that they've had in the past. But they got beat by Pittsburgh. They got beat by Pickett and Pittsburgh. Pickett, by the way, you feel bad for him. He finally gets the start, and then he leaves starry-eyed after he gets concussed. And here comes Mitch Trubisky. And Mitch Trubisky, nothing to lose because he's already lost the job, so he's just playing free. 9 of 12, 144 yards and a touchdown. Let, let Mitch cook. Many are saying it. Right? You know, make Mitch mad. Bring Mitch off the bench. Tell him he's not the starter. Then he relaxes and he's no big deal. But the Pittsburgh Steelers were 46.7% on third down offensively. They just kept the ball. They kept it moving. Meanwhile, Tom Brady, 28.6. 28.6. That's all they could do. That's all they could muster. And the Buccaneers, stocked down, get beat by the lowly Pittsburgh Steelers. Oof. I could not help the office. while watching football this weekend. It, it doesn't seem like there are that many really good teams. Maybe I'm crazy for thinking that. Like the Bills and Chiefs, and get to it in your power rankings. Like clearly the class, the Eagles are undefeated. But you look across the NFC, and there really aren't that. Like all the teams we thought were going to be good are, are really struggling. Right, right. And I'm going to go through that too when we go through the power rankings. I'm going to go through that too. I, I think that's relatively pertinent. I haven't sat down and broken down every win and every loss by every team, but just records and the way we've kind of perceived them and the play that they've given us so far, I think we can talk about, you know, strength and such in, in the NFC and the AFC. Oh, even last night's game. Yeah, the Chargers oh, that won. Was, 
those yeah, teams Chargers aren't that won good. It, but it, no, but it, it, Chargers won it. But they, that was a bad. That was an ugly game. At least the Chargers did it with a. I mean, the hero of the game was their kicker, who had a bad had a bad wheel, had a bad leg, and he could he was over there with massage therapy and stuff going and heat wraps around it and swinging it trying to keep it loose and he said it was a shooting pain every time he kicked the ball. And you could see every time he'd kick it, he'd just kind of collapse on the field. And then he makes the game-winning kick, and they pick him up, and they hoisted him on their shoulders and carried the kicker off the field last night. That doesn't happen very often. But the kicker got carried off. So big night last night for kickers. But, yeah, the Chargers just not that good. But very quietly, the Chargers have now climbed back to 4-2. and two. So, the, you know, do you consider the Chargers still one of the better teams? In the AFC. We'll talk about all of that coming up. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show to get to. This portion of the program, obviously, brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin. Well beyond the borders, one phone number. doesn't matter where you're listening to us. Call one phone number, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Give that phone number a call. doesn't matter where you're at. Tell them the location. They say, hey, we can get you in here, whether it's Vegas, Chicago, Milwaukee, Green Bay, doesn't matter. They can help you out. Call 414-455-4451. If you got ED, the erectile dysfunction, almost a 98% success rate, they can all but guarantee you they can help you out. No problem. They are the original, the innovators, the people you've been trusting for years and years and years. Everybody else coming around with all this different stuff, it's it's kind of hokum. They're the, they're the original. Then there's the, uh, the testosterone replay. If you're over the age of 30, and you're tired, you're sluggish, you're waking up going, God, why am I just dragging today? Could be low T. Stop in, get the numbers checked. Doesn't take you but more than about 10 minutes. It's easy stuff, easy peasy, in and out. Then it, maybe you're looking at yourself going, holy crap, here comes Halloween, I'm going to eat my kids' candy. Holy mackerel, here comes right after that Thanksgiving. Pies, cakes, cookies, everything for Christmas. The office parties and stuff are back Oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to see my feet come New Year's. So if you want to start on the All-in-One Weight Loss Program, now's the time to do it. 414-455-4451. That's the New Mail Medical Center. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 